Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of the Joypad Podcast, or as I'm calling it this week, the Joy Sad Podcast, because Mike Pinto is not joining us. He has some other obligations. But I am here as your host tonight. My name is Tom, and with me, uh, as always, are Mr. Michael Fleming and Megan. And we are going to have some fun discussion tonight, even though we are going to be missing our friend, Mr. Pinto. So... I'm going to get things started off by throwing it over to Megan. Whoa. How are you doing this fine evening? And what games have you been playing, enjoying, and what beverages are you consuming? I feel like like the artist formerly known as uh, Prince, uh, Rip, you know, because it's just it's just Megan. That's it. I have no last name. A girl has oh, no I'm, last name. I'm, I'm Tom. So <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. A girl here has no last name either. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing okay. I I was talking a little bit earlier about how I took my my new best canine friend to puppy kindergarten this evening. We're learning how to get focused and pay attention and do tricks and shit. So hopefully it works out. Uh, As far as my beverage, I'm just enjoying some plain old basic water. Games, I don't, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because you and Pinto talked about it last time. But uh, I've gotten into Daisy with with all y'all. Um, I have feelings. I have many feelings <laughs> about this game, both positive and negative. Uh, why am I always getting sick? Uh, I feel like I can find food relatively easy, but then sometimes, like, I can't open the can because it doesn't work. Um, I don't know. Why is there a bear? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck bears, man. The the bears. I, I feel like it's equivalent to your um, wolf experience. Like, yes. every time I go off on my own and I'm trying to find you guys and I have to hike for 15 minutes uh, in real time <laughs> to find you, I come across bears. I hear that roar and I'm like, oh, fuck. Shit, there's a bear. And before I can do anything, I'm already dead. And it's usually right as it's getting dark, and then I can't see anything because they bust my headlamp, and then I get stuck on stuff, and then they kill me again. Um, I did get my revenge. I killed two bears, and I wore its fur for a while, but then I died because I got sick. Again, why am I always getting sick? I wash my hands. I drink clean water. <laughs> I eat food that I don't think is bad for me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I was talking to Fleming about it earlier. Um... I'm just, I don't know. I'm pissed, but I like it. And uh, I'm glad you like it because I think we need to play more of it with you. Um, (laughs) I'm actually, like, I was looking at my Steam earlier and Fleming and I, spoiler alert, have been playing a lot of this. Yeah, how many hours do you have? (laughs) I'm up up to 100 hours. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I have just under 10. (laughs) Um, I think we've managed through like a little bit more of just pure playtime to figure it out a little bit more mm-hmm. just a ac- mass accumulation of medicine ah uh so i think the last time fleming died we were playing together and he got sick and uh just just went ahead took his gun to his head and blew it up oh, so that he could no. just come back and get his stuff <laughs> um but since that point i think we've managed the uh, the the health a little bit better yeah um and we found out the server that we're playing on is customized so Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of nice little features there one of which is 
the little blood test kits that we've been going like who cares what my <laughs> blood type is I is have... it helpful is it actually really helpful it tells you what illness you have when you oh, use no. <laughs> so normally they don't do that but in the on this server they do so it's incredibly useful um, you know what I think probably would have helped us as if we joined the discord that everyone kept telling us <laughs> to join and read <laughs> I did I did join the discord and I read through a bunch of their stuff there it's like a wall of text <laughs> I can we just put the message out there if you're if you're someone running a community or a server or like some game don't put like it's fine to run a discord some yeah. people like that don't force everyone into it no I, I I don't want to I don't care about discord yeah I'm I, yes I'm a grumpy old contrarian that likes forums more than I like um real-time interaction with people but no I'm not like uh if I'm in a discord channel I'm going to lurk I'm rarely ever going yeah. to say anything uh, even in game, like I, I think I was playing with you guys when I had respawn <laughs> and I was in a building and I'm trying to load my gun and all of a sudden two guys pull up, come in, say, Hey, I immediately dip and leave the server because I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I was laughing cause I immediately remember that. And I've actually <laughs> thought of that moment a couple times over the past like week. Those guys are probably like, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I... If it's any consolation, Megan, I had kind of like the opposite reaction where I was selling stuff at a trader mm -hmm. and there were two guys also selling stuff at a trader. And then all of a sudden, one of them just went like, what? and like ran away. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. So you saw the other end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to be faced with people. No. No. I'm playing a game. Um, Let me be antisocial and hide. Fleming and I were talking about it too when we were running together. We basically said like, I, I don't want to talk to you guys. I just want to talk to my friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's <laughs> like you had that really want... nice guy stop and help you, which is cool. Yeah, but you know that admin guy that then demanded my attention for like twenty minutes, and, <laughs> and then you you starved. <laughs> yes, I starved to death in front of him. <laughs> um, and then he was kind enough to teleport me back to my dead body um which i think is how i really got a foothold in the game because yeah. for once i was where i died and got all my stuff back <laughs> um but i i almost like don't want that you know like i i want that survivalist experience you want the of, struggle like, getting started i want the struggle that's <laughs> Stacey. That's what I came here for. No, like I, yeah. I, I think I could really get into the game because it's like it's right up my alley. It's the type of game that I like. Um, I just think we had a rough start, and I, I just felt like that almost ten hours of gameplay was mostly <laughs> me just running, trying to find you guys. It was the struggle. Yeah, it was one hundred twenty percent the struggle. Um, and what I will say is, like Fleming, you can back me up here. I. We're kind of out of the struggle bus. Um, we have so much gear. And the next time, you know, it, I, I can only speak for myself, but I think I'm at least going to play later. And if you want to play with us, yeah, um, I have so much stuff I can just give you and you'll be <laughs> out of struggle lane um, by a lot. And fuck those so... bears. <laughs> They're not even the fuck fun those. kind of bear. No, they don't hug or tell you how to prevent forest fires. Yeah. 
They're not sassy and gay. Or <laughs> sing about loving honey or <laughs> Yeah. Like or <laughs> stealing a picnic basket. I didn't even think about <laughs> oh, the, the alternative. You said, sassy and, you said sassy and gay, and I was like, well, like Care Bears? And then I was like, oh, no, like a bear. <laughs> a bear bear. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, enough from me. Mr. Fleming, how are you? What are you drinking? What are you playing, and how is Daisy going? um so i am too also drinking just uh water i did not grab a beverage i didn't really feel like a beverage um but i just i I wanted to stick with the zero calorie beverage and water it is (laughs) Um, zero calorie as it gets yes it is zero (laughs) calorie without that nasty aspartame which i could go on (laughs) such a rant about because that stuff is disgusting yeah um but anyway High fructose corn syrup, though. That's pretty good. It's good stuff. <laughs> Not as good as stray sugar, but, you know. Let's get our anyway. artificial colors. <laughs> yes. Yellow number five. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Uh, uh, anyway, um, so I have been playing uh, actually pretty much only Daisy. I don't think I've really opened any other game um, in the past week or two. I actually have a lot more hours than you, Tom, but I think it's because I, well, because I leave the client open, which I think yeah, counts yeah. as hours, because I have 200 hours, and I'm like, I don't think I've played quite that much. Um, some some of mine is from client being open, yeah, too, I'm sure. Yeah, and so the game's interesting. You know, you guys talked a lot at length. Um, I would summarize it as it is, um, I don't know if mechanically is the right wording, but, like, there's just a lot of things to figure out um, and, you know, and, and understand the game mechanics. So, I guess, kind of mechanically um, challenging. And, you know, once you've figured that stuff out, it's pretty straightforward. The game's definitely harder than the mod, in my opinion. Because, yeah. like, for example, if you run into a building, zombies don't walk like they did in the the mod. They still continue to run or crawl or... However, the zombie is, you know, naturally moving, it's doing that. Um, and in the server we're playing, you guys mentioned the bears, but there's also wolves. And the wolves can be a little challenging with their movement. Um, not too bad, but, you know, a little bit different. So overall, I think, yeah, we've gotten the hang of it at this point. Um, there are a couple missions that we haven't done because the, the uh, game or the server we're playing on has missions, which I think will be potentially a little bit more challenging, especially if there's like a lot of bears, for example. Um, but I think we're getting to a point where the game, it's going to feel like the game is not difficult anymore. Um, yeah. For us in the near future, which is, you still have to keep up with certain aspects. Oh, yeah. I like mean, we were running out of ammunition. Yeah. We were running out of ammunition. You know. That is true. Um, I think the worst part was that radiation storm that hit us um, oh, in the middle of, of the Northwest airfield. So it's a really large airfield for the people that haven't played. And the radiation storm was um, about two or three kilometers long um, from the, from the middle to the exit rather. So it was half of the, like of that circle. So it hit us and we were right dead center in the middle and had a run. Um, fortunately we had radiation tablets. Tom called that out. Thank you, Tom. Cause you saved my <laughs> life. Um, and we got out and I survived the radiation. So I think we've got a hang of it, but it's definitely a, um, unforgiving game. So if you accidentally, like 
before we got kind of the last past maybe week, we've gotten the hang of it. I accidentally ate raw meat because I pulled out the wrong meat and just didn't notice till I started chewing. And even though I only ate the tiniest little bit, I got salmonella and was puking my guts out and just died. And I'm like, well, okay, that's not cool. But at least I understand it was a mistake by me. Um, right. So yeah. overall, the game is, is good. I just think it's very unforgiving. It has a lot of game in-game mechanics that it can be very uh, challenging. Um, but compared to, uh, so we've had done this podcast, what, 16 ish months now? Um, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have, I think, crapped on the Daisy standalone for (laughs) a good half of those episodes. We bring it up and say how frustrating it is. 15 (laughs) months. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Almost. It feels like every couple episodes it comes up in some capacity. Um, it came up just recently before we talked about playing it again. And um, it's it's nice to know that there is, with the new patches, the mod, the ability to do mods, kind of the ability to make the game a lot better. Because um, I actually did join some public servers by, you know, the official ones um, by the publisher, and they're still just not good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But the modded versions, uh, the ones where you have admins who are kind of building the game, which really this game is a community-based game, um, it's good and you know i i can appreciate it overall uh, i still think it's missing some things and i definitely at the end of my let's just say 200 hours of playing even though i know it's not quite that 200 hours of playing i'm kind of like did i really spend my time most effectively um you know it was still yeah. there uh did i learn anything get any any better enjoy it myself there's still some questioning there um but hopefully with more stories that we have, more of the, the missions that we do, when we all get to play, not just you and me, Tom, once in a while, I think it'll probably be more mm-hmm. enjoyable too. So we'll see. Well, here's here's the thing. DayZ is ultimately like a sandbox MMO. Yep. Right? Um, yeah. It's just, and the missions that have been added by mods add more flavor and target to it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the game is gear progression and trying to not die. um and i don't know i i i have fun with it but i also have a very mmo style of gameplay (laughs) so um it really scratch it's been scratching that itch for me and i i think if you dial back like a couple episodes i was talking about really wanting like an fps game and i mean this hits all of that in one so it's not surprising to me that i've been 100 plus hours into the game uh all of a sudden listen and this can uh tide you over until um skyrim for (laughs) this generation comes out intense fishing action (laughs) people are saying that the fishing makes it worth it i don't know we'll see (laughs) i um i i have a group of friends down here that i i talk about that kind of thing with too and uh of course that came up and I, I said that the, the fishing is the only real big change. They said, oh, that's that's kind of amazing, to be honest. That's, like crazy. that's, that's enough about me. Um, what is our topic for the night? Aside from Daisy, of course. Wait, don't we ask, topic. Don't we ask Tom how he's doing? What are you drinking? Oh, he's already, and... Okay. What are you drinking, Tom, too? Because you did not mention what you were drinking. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes we need to know host... how he is. Sometimes the host <laughs> shares a little bit and then moves on from themselves. And I just miss the fact that Tom did not share what he's drinking. So, Tom, what are you drinking and are you feeling anything beyond Daisy happy? 
I don't know. Um, I I feel I feel nothing. I'm dead inside because my friend forgot about my feelings. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm having a purple guava pear bang energy drink. Um, got a little bit of a headache. Um, work's been crazy, so Daisy has really been my outlet this week, which is it's kind of nice because um, I've actually really been enjoying it. And it's been a really good kind of like relief from the stress of work, um, especially when we've gotten to play together. It's it's been really nice. Um, aside from, I haven't really been playing any other games. It's really been Daisy, 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 and I keep finding like new goals and goal posts for myself <laughs> as I play. Um, which, like I said, kind of just fits my uh, my gaming style. Um, so it's it's been fun. Um, so yeah, that's basically it in the gaming world for me. But what I wanted to talk to talk about tonight, other than Daisy, completely different subject, uh, is voice acting. And, and that's something that really came to my mind because, um, and I want to do a little bit of a plug here, the wonderful uh, Alex Yastashak, who did our fun little uh, cartoony joypad icons, um, she does voiceover work and recently was featured uh, as a feature character in the game Shadowverse Champions Battle, which is a anime-styled uh, card battle game for the Nintendo Switch which was featured E3, and she does the voice of uh, student council president Kagura Kurosame, which is pretty cool. Um, and she's been progressing in that way. So just kind of like a, a kudos and, awesome. and a, you're awesome to her. Um, but I also, you know, it got the gears in my head rolling on. How important is voice acting? And, you know, what games does it make or break for you? Um, and... You know, at the end of the day, is it more or less important to kind of have that voice acting there in those sorts of games? So, you know, if I were to lead with one, I would really just kind of say, like, you know, The Last of Us. Um, I really think there are good performances that sell a lot in that game um, because there's a lot of emotion that's tied up in that situation. It wouldn't be the same if you're just reading text on the screen, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think there are other games where it's just text on the screen, and that's just fine. Like, I don't need um, voice acting to, to supplement it. Like Stardew Valley, um, I really enjoy the more classic experience there where I can read at my own pace. Mm -hmm. And honestly, even playing um, more cinematic games like The Last of Us, I always turn subtitles on. Yeah. Um, I have trouble comprehending speech sometimes. It runs in my family. My dad was like that too. But um, it, it, it helps me from that perspective, but I still enjoy the audio as well. Um, but, you know, what, what games do you really get that feeling from? And, and to me, I think it's more of like the cinematic experience benefits from good voice acting. But when you fail at that, it gets really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, um, <clears throat> I agree. Last of Us would not have been the same game without the mm -hmm. voice because that was very much a story game first. And I think that that's where it's becoming essential. It's hard to have a story-based game in text form. Like if you think back to like the, I don't know, like old King's Quests or other things like that, right? Mm -hmm. The stories just didn't hit the same um, as they could with the without being text-based, in my opinion. I think that it just hits stronger to have any story-driven game have voice that's especially good voice um, acting. 
yeah I'm, I'm gonna challenge you there though because we have our old school final fantasies and chrono triggers and stuff like that which <laughs> well, doesn't have i was gonna voice get acting. to that okay so, all right go on so the best um in recent times uh you know comparison that we have is final fantasy 7 versus the remake of final fantasy 7 oh that's and it's a really interesting th- comparison because you know, maybe it's because I wasn't playing and also because I knew the story that the story did not hit quite as hard. Now, there were some amazing things uh, that were done in the remake um, that didn't land very well. Um, so, for example, um, the Honeybee Inn, you know, that oh, was man. so much better in that way. <laughs> um, and there were certain scenes that were good, but there was also times where I was like, it wasn't necessary like I didn't need mm-hmm. the voice acting. While it was a nice perk, it wasn't it wasn't amazing um, or anything. So that's to me one of the best examples of you know whether or not you feel you need the voice actor or not mm-hmm. to have it hit the same way. That's a good case study because um, really I I would agree with you. I think the voice acting in the remake is much better. It's, it does take it above and beyond, and I think it forces that game to elevate the dialogue because I think the PlayStation one original Mm -hmm. could play to that more cartoony side of things. Yeah. Could have more simplistic dialogue and kind of get away with it um, at that point. But when you elevate the realism and you have people speaking the lines, you have to have the appropriate emotional weight behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say it's, it's at least 90% of the way there. Um, I think there are some lines in that game that land flat, and I think that's kind of an issue with some of those games that end up coming from uh, a Japanese developer, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, unfortunately. Um, Especially with weird turns of events, like um, the strange old man in the apartment complex and the the spooky time ghosts, uh, (laughs) stuff like that. I, I think some of the dialogue that surrounded that. A lot of Sephiroth lines I thought were kind of weak, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so things like that, you know, which, I again, I think come from more of the um, Japanese-style kind of storytelling and dialogue, mm-hmm. where here's big bad villain, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it's just harder to translate that sort of, like, anime-oriented storytelling into a more Western shape well i know that a lot of people were making fun so the i forget her name forgive me but the actress um who played Aerith, um mm-hmm. she was uh, she's on youtube she's did like a playthrough of that she's done some other games as well um but she had to explain the little laugh that she does after fighting the what well, i forget whatever monster was in the sewer um, after the honeybee in, she does that like right. little weird like <laughs> kind of laugh, and like nobody understood it because it just comes out of nowhere, and she couldn't really explain it herself. Like she she got through why like she got through being told to do that, but didn't explain what she was really doing very well, and it seemed very much like a um, non Western kind of thing to do. Um, hmm. Okay, so. Just interesting. So, yes, I think you're right that sometimes some jokes or dialogue can fall flat. But someone like Barrett was so much more animated. Like, his little, like, jumping in the original, like, get you know, getting outraged was okay. 
Um, mm-hmm. But seeing him animated and like kind of come to life made it much more real. It made him such a, a better character. And I think most people have that opinion about Barrett in the um, remake versus the original. He, he seemed more alive and seemed more realistic. Yeah, well, I, I think we've said before on the podcast, even you wouldn't get away in, in 2020 and 2021 with having Barrett say the lines of dialogue that he says in Final Fantasy VII for PS4. That's true. Uh, that is true. It's yeah. it's too much of a caricature. Um, and But to that point, adding that aspect of, of realism, while still keeping it a, a fun character that's true to the same core, makes it better. Yeah. Makes it better. Um, and the voice acting definitely makes barrett a better character um because when you play that old game you hear the caricature in your head and it's hard to supplant that but when you hear a voice actor give life to those lines and give emotion to that it it makes it a better experience and since that game is gonna i'm, I'm trying to avoid spoilers because i know there's a whole new generation of people who have not played Final Fantasy VII, um, you know, that came out <laughs> after that. And, and Megan, you were one of them. The game, the game's first disc or about where they are in the remake at this point, while it has some emotion, I wouldn't say it's super emotional. Like, I know there's some deaths and stuff that are sad, but the game turns that up a lot in the next half of the game or so, yeah. the next disc. And there are lines I'm thinking of that are said that I remember clearly um yeah. happening that while they didn't they didn't fall flat you know they they still were lines and you still had some emotion you were very shocked at those moments i know that provided you know the voice actor does a good job um with their voice and how they you know speak those lines are gonna hit harder and that's oh, incredibly exciting for me um and, and another game to kind of compare that to compare this all to is Chrono Trigger, you know, another game that, again, has a lot of emotional moments in it um, that if they ever were to do a remake, which I highly doubt they do, but if they were, again, there's some lines in there that I think could hit harder um, if there was voice acting behind it. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing is Chrono Trigger is such a, such a Japanese game right mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah it it even when they went and did cutscenes for it they were in anime style right so it would be interesting because you could kind of play up that angle of it if you ever applied voice acting to it and it would be a very different sort of experience compared to what you get in the final fantasy 7 remake yeah definitely I, I'm, I'm just thinking about like the final fantasy 7 remake and i i definitely I think voice acting, it certainly, like, improves the entire experience. But I, I don't know, like, I don't think it's absolutely necessary with that game. I, I agree with you, Fleming, on how um, having the voice acting can really add a whole different impact, you know, as far as certain key moments. But I think with the pacing of the game, it, it also, I don't think, would be necessary for Final Fantasy the Seven uh, Remake. Like, I look at Zelda, like Ocarina of Time, and that we just had, you know, sound effects. We had Link grunting when, you know, he rolls and fights. <laughs> and, like, that's a perfect game where you don't really, you don't need voice acting. You never hear the main character talk. Even, like, I don't I don't think there was any actual, like, dialogue other than 
just reading text boxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was never voice. Yeah. Yeah. And and I haven't I haven't played Breath of the Wild in years, and I never finished it. But was there voice acting in that game? I don't think so. Uh, there was a little bit. So that that goes into where oh. I don't like voice certain types of voice acting. I yeah. think there was a little bit of that, like. Um, so like, let's say they were like pondering a question, you hear like, hmm, or something like that. Yeah, so it'd yeah, be like, yeah. hmm, you know, I wonder if this sword would be over there to go collect or whatever. So I do not like that kind of voice acting. Yeah. At all. I think that voice acting is a waste of time. And I think it also puts you into this like competition with your uh, eyes and your ears where you're thinking they're going to say something, mm-hmm. but they just say like something, they just kind of mutter <laughs> a word or something like that. Um, Pokemon Snap does that too and it bothers me because I'm just like I don't if you're not going to say the whole sentence don't even bother yeah just keep it it out it it Um, feels like Blue's Clues for adults like there's yeah no you're you're not wrong there's this significant moment coming up and let's ponder this and no like I no I don't want to do that (laughs) so to to that to the in this context there's um, a set of games that I was playing with my wife um, the uh um, well, well, first we played the Lego Lord of the Rings games, um, and okay. then we played the Lego Harry Potter games. And the first ones we played, the Lord of the Rings ones, were really awesome because what they did is they didn't have any of that kind of stupid dialogue, but mm-hmm. they did pull dialogue from the movies. So, like, yeah. you know, uh, the battle in front of the Gates of Mordor, for example, you you see the Lego Aragorn saying like, but it is not this day. This day we fight and stuff like that. You know, from mm-hmm. the movie, they just basically cut that line out and put it into the game and animated the character to speak it, and that was awesome. But then I played the Harry Potter ones where she was really hoping to hear Harry Potter dialogue, and all she hears is like those hmms or I yeah, wonder yeah, yeah. or whatever, and I'm just like, no, it's just it's not like if you're not gonna put the dialogue in to kind of. The whole way, don't even bother. Just let me read text. That's fine. Yeah, unless it's going to enhance the experience, it's no. Like I don't, yeah. I, I don't need those little cues to. The, the grunts are okay. The, the link grunts and stuff when he's fighting. That's, that's fine. fine. But that not makes the, sense. Not the dialogue ones. Well, and that's yeah, or, exactly. Listen. That's not dialogue. That's that's action. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's um experience. And there's one there's one exception. I'll say to this. It's not even a game I've played, but it's just a game that's so ubiquitous, and that's uh. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, <laughs> just shouting objection. Like, everyone knows okay. that. But that's also a game that's purely based in text um, and, and just gets that little bit of uh, almost onomatopoeia. For and, that, yeah, so. there are some games that I think that would make sense. So anything like that would absolutely make sense. Um, it's those ones where, like, they're trying to tell you a story and then, like, they're just like adding these like one or two uh, words from the sentence you're about to read or you should be reading and Mm -hmm. it just throws you off um and you can't have it be all the time like it works in like ace attorney because it's something that is specifically an interjection right um you know you're not just always hearing like we talked some just here hmm yep Hmm. Like, oh my god, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Or like something like a Pokemon game. Like I don't expect them to have it fully voiced. You know, like it just it would be weird to me if you had something like that. Like just simple sound effects, the Pokemon saying its name as they do, but I don't need like a full voice cast uh, talking for every single character. I think it would be weird. 
Yeah, it would be. Weird. I remember uh, uh, the original Pokemon Red and Blue. They the, the Pokemon didn't even make like yeah. you know say their names or make like good words. It was just like yeah. <laughs> <Switching> <laughs> computer chip noises yeah. intensify. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, but like to your point, Tom, something like The Last of Us, it would not have been the same experience no. if they didn't have voice actors. Um, like the level of of humanity that they bring to the characters it's just it wouldn't hit the same way yeah and there's just a breed of game that's like that right Mm -hmm. like i i also think of like life is strange like oh god though i i do think that game falls somewhere in between right yeah because Mm -hmm. i could also kind of see that game it's enough of an rpg where if all the dialogue were in text boxes i could still kind of live with it but I think it is made a little bit more by hearing everyone kind of talk and add voice to things. Yeah, especially to as much as like I I rag on Max, like having that internal dialogue, like as you're going through, you kind of know what she's thinking um, as yeah. you're playing. <laughs> um, I still don't like Sad her. Sad as it might be. <laughs> but <laughs> but thought I'd mope today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't water the plant. Guess it's dead. <laughs> day two (laughs) gonna take some photos and listen to bright eyes and cry yeah (laughs) um no i i think like life is strange that's another another great example um i i just i don't know like i think about i also think it's like with the advancement of technology and you are telling more of a story than you were not that like our, our snes days like they weren't telling stories um, no. But, like, you know, your turn-based game, you didn't really need it. Those were still games. I think at this point yeah. we're, we're getting to a point where the games are becoming almost cinema, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And, they, you know, I think we're, we're hitting a point where voice acting becomes required in any kind yeah. of cinematic-based game. Um, and I, I love, too, that even, like actors are taking you know gaming seriously and mm-hmm. and being a part yeah. of it like you know norman reedus uh you have <laughs> i knew it was coming <laughs> you have what's his face that i think was on uh gray's anatomy that was in detroit become human um yeah elliot page well, i think it's yeah i i think it's very interesting that um metal gear solid actually really launched one of the most prolific voice acting yeah. careers which is uh david hater as solid snake mm-hmm. Uh, and then they actually made a very controversial decision. I think it was in Metal Gear 4 to replace him with Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who, again, big acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my opinion, he sounded really good in the role. But, um, you know, everyone got very used to an iconic sound um, of, uh, of Hater. So, you know, and, and those games I don't think are the same without voice. No, no. You know? Uh, especially um, as like that series grew and expanded. Yeah. And, and even from the beginning, um, you know, Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation one mm-hmm. uh, focused a lot on that voice. And a lot of that was from the use of the, uh, the gosh, I forgot. I forget the name of the, uh, the specific codec codec. Oh yeah. 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 The radio system uh, where it's basically animated portraits talking yeah. to each other, but they're fully voiced for the most part. Um, 
So, you know, that, that adds a lot when the majority of your game is a guy walking around on his own strangling and or uh, <laughs> teabagging people. <laughs> but even that, like, iconic voice, like, I think about with HBO adapting The Last of Us into a television series, you know, not hearing Troy Baker as Joel or Ashley Johnson as Ellie. Like, they're two voices that, yeah. you know, are, like, they are those characters you know you hear that voice and my mind instantly goes back to that game yeah oh absolutely i 100 percent agree with that it's it's kind of interesting too because i think i had a similar feeling though going into the netflix adaptation of the witcher mm, okay um and i wasn't really sure what to think um of the way they were going to do the characters there and they took some liberties in different yeah. ways but i think ultimately when you do look at an adaptation over time you come to accept the changes that have right. been made um but then again Geralt has a very distinct voice that's kind of easy to emulate if you're any guy that can put on a husky mm. <laughs> difficult to see why would you do this <laughs> you know it's still iconic, but it's more something that could be emulated. Right. And I, to a point, I think the Solid Snake voice is like that. Too. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't remember the name of the voice actor, but it's almost more iconic to hear uh, Otacon from Metal Gear Solid. Mm. Because his voice, you know, he has a more shrill, whiny, wimpy scientist kind of right. voice. <laughs> um, and... I, I don't think he was replaced uh, in the following game, which is, is kind of interesting. But I also think about other games, uh, such as Mass Effect, where there's one line that we have always remembered, uh, and I'm sure there are other lines from other games we'll always remember, but uh, the, the line we remember from Mass Effect is where Shepard's talking to Miranda as he's pursuing a romantic interest with her, and she happens to say, unless you're no longer interested, and he says, Oh, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> um, and I think it's almost a miscue, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I think the actors are doing the best with the lines they had in that situation. Right. But it adds that little bit of, you know, kind of comedy uh, as well uh, to a situation. It's meant to be a light moment. It's not meant to be the most serious thing in the game, of course. Mm -hmm. Um but those characters are definitely given a lot of life by their voice actors as well. Um, like Garrus uh, has an incredible um, voice that just makes him stand out. Um, that all the Turians grunt and uh, uh, Rex, very distinct. Um, Tali with the voice mask uh, from her people's, I forget what they even call that, like a gas mask kind of thing, environment suit. Um, those are all things that add that little extra punch and and life to a sci-fi game mm -hmm. where things are different. Uh, and I think that's very useful, too. I don't know if the game would have hit the same without the voice acting. I mean, that game's pretty recent, so I'm not surprised they included it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if that was just straight-up text, it would not be as good. Because yeah. any game where you're like really getting invested in the characters at this point... Um, the voice acting is helpful. Um, yeah. Because it just brings you closer to them. And I think that we've said that already on the, on the cast tonight. It just, you feel like that any way to bring a character to life is beneficial. I would think, um, 
and voice acting is a, a key way to do so. I um I'm I haven't played it yet, but I I picked up Twelve Minutes last week. I'm not sure if either of you are familiar with it. Um, not really. I saw a teeny tiny bit of it. So it's it's from Annapurna. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, it, it's it's a top down adventure game where the main character keeps replaying, like looping through the same twelve minutes of time. Um, like someone shows up to your apartment where you are with your wife, um, saying that you know you committed a crime, and you just kind of have hmm. to try to get things right. But um, as far as the voices, it's Willem Dafoe, um, Daisy Ridley, who played Ray from Star Wars. Oh yeah, and. Um, what is I can't think of his name. Um, I think he played uh, Professor X in like the newer Patrick Stewart. No, not Patrick oh, Stewart. Oh no, the other guy. The, is it James McAvoy? I think maybe. Yes. Yep. That's it. They're doing the voices of the characters in the game. Um, so like it's more of like one of your kind of artsy fartsy <laughs> adventure games because it's Annapurna and they usually do things like that. Um, I'm into but it. But just from like the little bit too. of yeah. And just the little bit that I have played of it, like I don't, I haven't played enough to like really form an opinion. But you know, I think for the concept, they seem to breathe a lot of life into the characters, and I'm I'm really interested to see where it goes. But the one thing I'll say though, when in regards to that big name comment that I had, you've said a yeah. couple times now, you know, big names are um, showing up. I love. The fact, or I, I used to, I hope it doesn't change, loved the fact that games used people who you wouldn't recognize outside of that role. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I imagine if Daisy Ridley was Ash, uh, was Ashley Johnson, um, right, in yeah. The Last of Us. Like, it just, you know what I mean? It's just one of those that's like, if I hear the same voice all the time, I can't take it away. Or I, I, I put them in that other character or something like that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. people can only manipulate their voice so far. So, and we've, yeah. I mean, we've brought up a few of them, right? Like David Hayter's the same thing, mm-hmm. where yep. like a voice acting role can make um, the game can elevate the voice actor, right? right? Into that sort of character and status. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And even um, the voice actress who plays Aerith that you were talking about earlier, Fleming, it's the same sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. um, uh, there are some though, like is it Ashley Birch? I think she played Aloy in Horizon. She was uh, Chloe in Life is Strange, and she's someone really? that can yeah yeah she's like have thought of that. done some pretty diverse stuff. Um, she's been in a lot, but <clears throat> I guess what like, I'm what I'm saying though, Megan, is more yeah. like the big top names like showing up in a game. So yeah. Um, a-list to, actors. Well, to, to, to put that into perspective, um, for people that are more interested in film, film, uh, and specifically animated films, used to actually use low-paid voice yeah. actors. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't until like the late 80s, 90s, somewhere in there, that people like Robin Williams, for example, as Aladdin, became a huge thing. And like mm-hmm. they started advertising the... You know how like you go to the movies now and you're going to see pets or whatever and it's like louis ck because he was a big name at the time like mm-hmm. uh it's well no I, what i'm getting at is like they are now no, advertising yeah i know they're now advertising 
the people more than their game. And I would be afraid that if yeah. they keep bringing these A-list actors yeah. in to be like, Death Stranding, Norman Reedus' Death Stranding. You know what I mean? It, 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 well, it basically it was Norman Reedus' Death Stranding, <laughs> if we're being honest. And, why, and the game... The game fucking sucked, right? Hey, so, hey now. Yeah. So, I love my walking simulator. <laughs> so uh, to me... Norman Reedus of Post Office. I, I Norman the Reedus fa- speaking. Here I love the, the fact internet. that animated and video games and, and video games are animation, right? I, I love the yep. fact that the voices that you hear are not people you would recognize from yeah. a movie or from something else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm totally with that. No, absolutely. Um, and I like that it gives opportunities to those voice actors like you were talking about, Megan, mm-hmm. um, who can be, you know, Chloe and uh, I'm sorry, I already forget the other character. Oh, Aloy. Aloy, um, who are very different and have very different voices, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and so, you know, there are very talented people out there who can do that sort of thing and really <laughs> kind of transform themselves and absorb like, those uh, different roles. Like that lady on uh, Nickelodeon who played like everyone on Rugrats. <laughs> Oh yeah. Guys, yeah, I forget her name. Yes, I did. She I she did. played like every child as well as like um one or two of the adults on that show. She played <laughs> so <laughs> many characters. I'm sorry, you said that lady from Nickelodeon and my brain immediately thought Lori Beth Denver and I was like <laughs> Vital no. information for my everyday life. I was thinking of, I forget her name, but she played like Tommy yeah. Pickles and mm-hmm. like uh, Angelica. And I think she played Will um, as well. She played like That's multiple crazy. characters because she could change her voice and manipulate it so yeah. well um, let's, that she could do let's all like, those characters. Billy West is like the classic example um, uh-huh. who does like 20 voices on Futurama yeah, as yeah. well as other shows and stuff. Or uh, what's um, what's his face from The Simpsons? Uh, Fred. Um, like oh. He does everyone. I or Family Guy with Seth MacFarlane. And American yeah. Dad, too, because he was on that as well. Not Hank Azaria. No. Um, but the other guy. Or no, am I thinking of Hank Azaria? That's what I'm thinking. I think I'm... You might be thinking yeah, of Hank Azaria. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I just... Nancy Cartwright does a whole bunch of them, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Absolutely insane, but um, I, I feel like we're we're coming full circle here, and we're, <laughs> we're, we've probably said all we're going to say on this topic. But I, just to wrap it up, I I love voice actors. Um, mm-hmm. There's a part of me that's always wanted to get into voice acting. Um, I like doing voices <sighs> just to amuse myself. <laughs> um, you guys know, <laughs> just to but, amuse yourself, Tim. <laughs> yes. Yeah, here's my B-roll. Um, but, uh, I, I just want to like give a shout out to those folks for um, animating these games yeah. and, and elevating them. So, so Tom, I think what you're guys. saying is that you and I need to quit our jobs, start developing mm-hmm. a game, and then uh-huh. because it's our game, we can put our own voices in there. Yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> is that what you're we're, saying? We're just... We're just going to have 15 characters that talk like this all the time. This is what we used to do in college to amuse ourselves. (laughs) Oh, God. Pinto, Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, editing this. Hell yeah. Yeah, I may have blown out my microphone once or twice. Sorry about that. (laughs) We love you. All right, folks. Well, thanks for sticking with us. Um, if you'd like to reach out with us, follow us on social media. You can check out all of our links on joypadpod.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at joypadpod, uh, as well as on all other major social medias. Or you can email us at uh, joypadpod at gmail.com. Carrier pigeon. 
oh my god his name is bill he'll come to you if you sing uh very loudly in the night but only if you can sing the appropriate melody to funky town <laughs> um all right um do we have any other thoughts before we close this one out just that i love our listeners yeah oh yeah that's it pandering yeah <laughs> just pander 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 i'm done all right well sweet listeners listen to the sweet sound of my voice as i guide you out of this wonderful exploration of voice acting and remember as always to stay joyful goodbye Bye. Bye.